Real quick, I recommend listening to Face the Music podcast on Spotify, where you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free without a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic you can think of. Plus, you can follow your favorite podcast so you can never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to it offline, so you can listen to it whenever. And you can also share it with your friends. So if you haven't already, please make sure you download the Spotify app and follow Face the Music podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode from us. <laughs> this is Face the Music podcast episode 2 of Coach's Corner with your host Zoo here from K23.ca. This podcast is all about knowledge for the musician, where we dive into the minds of today's leading characters in the music industry. Our focus primarily for this podcast is to broaden your proficiency of the music industry. From session musicians, cultural officers, A&Rs, you name it, we bring them here so they can tell us a lot about their wisdom. For this upcoming season, we will be diving into conversations with three leading music industry coaches that share their insights and expertise to help you get the power to strengthen your career. For more of what I do apart from this podcast is helping musicians brand and market themselves through visual design. For more information, you can find my company at k23.ca. For now, let's get jazzy. Today's episode, we are discussing with vocal coach Teresa Cirillo. Since the 90s, Teresa Cirillo has provided professional vocal instruction to developing artists and performers throughout Canada. Teresa studied voice technique and musicianship at Boston Berklee College of Music and has studied under notable Canadian vocal coaches. Recently, Teresa has toured Canada and the US coaching developing artists, sitting on panels alongside Grammy award-winning producers in large label management and producing vocals for many emerging artists. Teresa has recently released a book detailing her highly requested vocal technique, The Vocal Compass, which we will be diving into today. Her book is available for purchase at her studio or as an ebook on Amazon.com. In addition to being a well-respected performer and vocal coach, Teresa is a successful entrepreneur as well. As the owner of her own music school, Studio E Music and Arts in Hamilton, Ontario, Teresa continues to cultivate a new generation of musicians, artists, and instructors. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Teresa Cirillo. So your recent publication of The Vocal Compass has gotten a lot of recognition in the music industry. I'd like to begin our conversation on what the reason was behind writing this book. The reason behind writing the book, uh, The Vocal Compass, I've been coaching vocalists for years. Um, mm. I'd say probably over 20 something years. Recently in the last five years, touring North America, being able to coach in, in the masses has really, I guess, inspired me and actually forced me to be able to condense my techniques. Did that start and, with what you noticed from yourself or did you notice it from somebody and be like, oh my God, I need to help that person or help myself? Like, how did that start? I, I, think, it, I think the vocal compass, especially, you know, the publication and writing the book, I think it helped both uh, student and teacher, myself and, and my students, um, only because a lot of times I would go and teach and being one-on-one, you get instant gratification. You get, ten, you know, it's 10 minutes and the voice changes. They always ask the same question. Do you have written material? Can you email me that? Can you summarize it? Do you have something? Do you have a, a, a printout or, you know, anything? And that was the, that was the, the usual question I would get all the time after, um, you know, a workshop or a session or a, a lesson. 
And, and I, I thought, no, you know what? I don't. So one day I just, just thought about yeah. other people having the information as well. Cause it's something that I've developed on my own. Uh, it's my own int- intellectual property. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? The student needs it. I need to protect the information. So when you marry the two, you get a book. And, uh, and that's the reason I wrote it. The reason I wrote it was to stamp it for people. I was helping people. So I wanted to get it out there. And then secondly, just to having yeah. my name and, and, and it being stamped in, in paper and, and um, you know, published and, and so forth. Because once you, you publish uh, intellectual property in Canada, it becomes uh, trademarked and patented. So yeah. And after, you know, summarizing after each workshop and each session, helping these musicians, it was almost like it, it, each summarization was tailored to each individual. So that you thought about like making a grander, um, a grander concept come alive, you know? Um, yeah. It, it was very difficult to, to really narrow down what I was going to write in the book. I, yeah. I kept it completely simple. I know you've read the book because the questions you're <laughs> twice. So, I mean, generally how long it, did it take for you to read it? I would say probably an hour. Oh, no, honestly, it took me about like 30, 45 minutes. I'm a fast reader yeah. though. So, it's a and quick, I actually practiced your, your sessions too. Like I actually practiced oh, it. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, it's a quick read. Um, that was one of my goals was to be able to make it a quick read because musicians, uh, anybody that's using their voice on, on a, a professional scale really doesn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So you want, you know, that quick go-to understanding how, how it works and off you go. Um, yeah you know, there's, there's a lot of theoretics behind the human body and the human voice. Uh, but really somebody that needs quick results. And I mean, unfortunately today's world, everybody wants quick results. Um, right. And so this, this was the best way I could give quick results in the most healthy way. Yeah. I have never met anybody that has touched upon any of these topics Mm -hmm. and I've trained a lot. So then can you elaborate on the four different categories of people who can benefit from this vocal training mythology? You know what? Um, I've, I've, I've put it into four categories, performers, vocal teachers, professional speakers, school mm-hmm. teachers, professional speakers can be anybody between any, um, you know, any keynote specialists to, uh, for instance, what I've been doing a lot lately was, is just fitness instructors. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that uses their voice or overuses their voice that, Anybody, that, practically anybody that speaks every day on a day-to-day basis at a professional mm. level should know how to use their voice properly. Mm. So not only are there four different categories of people, there's actually even four key components of the book as well. Can you elaborate right. a little bit about that? Yeah. So the four key components, the four components to the vocal compass, mm-hmm. um, it's a four-step pro- process. In no particular order, this just came about as we were, as I was teaching, chromatically just happened but i always started with the breath breath basically is the grounding and clearly the south uh, mm-hmm. of the vocal compass then you've got the pitch which is the um, vocal cords themselves yeah. which is the focal point of the of the vocal compass then you have resonance which is basically creating sound in any given space yeah which is a lifted uh, action in the human body and then you have articulation which separates yeah. into vowel sounds and consonant sounds Um, which also cover the east and west of the vocal compass. These four components created an up-down back front motion. And then I Mm -hmm. thought about the the compass and I thought, oh, northeast, southwest. So then it was actually easier for me to give direction to to 
to my students saying, okay, west or east or more south, more north. And those components that I was talking to you about ended up becoming, you know, just an involuntary motion when I would say, you know, can you give me more south? So that's yeah. how it happened. It was just a very natural um, progression into, into that, into the four, mm-hmm. you know, compass directions. As a visual, could you describe to, to the listeners how the vocal compass looks? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what it would look like is basically distributing physical energy between the lower part of your body and the upper part of your body at the same time as distributing energy between the back of your um, body to the front of your body. So uh, in turn, balancing the vocal mechanism, just as if you were to balance your body as you were walking or playing any sports. So the key is to distribute the energy evenly so that there's no uh, collected tension in any given, given area that you're using for your voice. In the compartment of breath, what, what kind of technique do you recommend to understanding the whole concept of breath? The idea of breathing, I mean, there are some vocal coaches that don't even touch upon the diaphragm. Mm. Um, the diaphragm is an involuntary a membrane that that we use on a day-to-day basis that we don't even know we use. Um, some people have diaphragms that are dormant or not connected um, or are as strong um, as others. Some people use too much diaphragm. Uh, the diaphragm is basically a membrane that sits between the respiratory and gastrointestinal organs. Um, when we breathe in, we hold our breath. The diaphragm is actually the membrane that um, sucks in the air. Uh, if we can just visualize the diaphragm being somewhat of a, a trampoline for your breath, so being able to uh, contract and tighten it so that the breath um, is able to stream itself even through mm-hmm. the vocal cords. You know, an analogy I, I like to use in lessons or sessions or workshops is um, think about a 100-meter sprinter with a sprinter block. Imagine that 100-meter sprinter having to run a race without a sprinter block. They'll um, give up their momentum, stability, leverage. So the diaphragm acts as, as a sprinter block for singers. Or even, I mean, if we take a, a different sport altogether, um, like an athlete um, mm-hmm. such as a ballerina uh, or anybody that dances, you know, their action with their legs is basically based upon how much leverage they need off the ground mm-hmm. so that ground is is their is your diaphragm as a singer or as a speaker yeah so I being able that. to distribute the energy down um into the diaphragm and and support and, and the, the idea is hold, holding that support i mean if we want to get into science and biology we want to basically remove the pressure from the trachea where the vocal cords are by decreasing the amount of air going mm-hmm. through them as we're singing or speaking from breath to pitch and pitch yeah. going uh, north, right? No, pitch is the focal point of the of the compass. Okay, like the perpendicular area where let's call it zero, ground zero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, pitch is basically the the way you use your vocal cords. The vocal cords, uh, a lot of a lot of people that use their voices don't even understand how the vocal cords work or come together or not come together, um, and just understanding the basic key elements to to the vocal cords or to mm-hmm. the voices. Just understanding that the vocal cords are in a horizontal position in the middle of your trachea. Um, We breathe through the vocal cords on a day-to-day basis involuntarily. The vocal cords, the way they work is basically they stretch and release. And as 
you stretch your vocal cords, the vocal cords become thinner, which in turn become lighter, which in turn vibrate at a faster speed. Mm. And when the vocal cords vibrate at a faster speed, the frequency is higher, therefore creating a high-pitched sound. Mm. And that's the, that's the accumulation of all four points. No, the pitch, um, no, no, no. The pitch uh, is not an accumulation of all four points. It's basically the pitch would be the action. When does resonance come in? Resonance would happen after you have the sound. So pitch, I'm just going to finish my little thought on the stretching and releasing because I want to talk about the releasing as well. When the vocal cords release, they become thicker and they vibrate slower, which then in turn creates a lower sound. So the action of the vocal cords stretching and releasing in a horizontal fashion is controlled by muscles that sit at the front of the larynx, which are Mm. called arytenoids. And those arytenoids are attached to all the muscles in your body. So the pitch of the vocal compass is basically all of the the other directions, north, south, east, and west, basically are pulling energy away from the focal point. So the focal point needs to be left alone and at rest at all times. Mm. Yeah. So that's just a, it was one of my components because that's how important it is. Uh, When air goes through the vocal cords, it creates sound. And then resonance, the third component is basically um, the reaction that the action of sound goes into. So once you you create sound, that sound has to go somewhere and vibrate in space. Mm-hmm. And so as a human being, we have space in our head and neck and mouth and nose. And what we can do is we can uh, maximize the use of that space to create uh, an even balance or an even distribution of that energy of sound and air. Nice. Uh, what is the importance of resonance? So that's basically what you're hearing when you're, when you're listening to a singer or speaker. Resonance is the overtones, the sounds that your body's creating, like adding air or maybe even manipulating the sound forward or back or lifting. So Mm -hmm. you can actually place the sound. So, you know, when people manipulate sounds, either imitate other people, that's what happens is, is they're manipulating their resonance. Resonance is a sound that uh, in any given space. So resonance is the, the, you know, the sound waves that travel through a big room or even, you know, like singers love to sing in their bathrooms, being able to have that echo. Um, That's resonance. That's all resonance. Mm -hmm. The idea of resonance um, is to be lifted um, away from the chords. Again, leaving the chords at rest, having the, you know, the energy pulled away from south and then pulled away from north so that you have that distribution evenly. And then you get a, a, a beautiful vertical connection of the resonance and the, and the breath. Do you think there, there comes a problem in some of your students that come up where they try to imitate a resonance that just oh, doesn't for work sure. for themselves? I, I'd, love to, I'd love to touch upon that. Um, I, I think that's I think where we get into authenticity. That I think we should talk about all on its own. I'm going to write it down so that we can go to that. But authenticity is basically being able to use the vocal compass when you're a complete balance and your vocal cords and your vocal function is in balance then you get complete authenticity yeah. in your sound. So if you're manipulating or trying to sound like somebody, you're not in balance. Yeah. And you're in, you know, your body will will overcompensate and, and it will become a new normal, but it will it will have long-term effects. Everybody can actually sing. It's just that they, can. They, they, they just haven't understood that in their own body. 
And exactly. I, I, and and that and that vocal compass is actually to show you that the balance, right? So yep. from from breath to pitch to resonance, the last one is articulation. Now that we have mm-hmm. understood how to balance that, what does articulation mean to you after once all of the the energies are making sense? Well, when we're making sound, we don't just make sound. We're mm-hmm. actually making sound to to communicate. So when we communicate, we're using words. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter whether we're speaking or singing. It's always a communication with words. So um, in any language, we have vowels and consonants. Mm-hmm. And um, when we're using vowels, well, when we're singing, period, or, or speaking, we're using the vowels are our basis. So being able to morph each vowel into one another is basically what gives you the melody line, right? So that's why we train on vowels. So those vowels are produced at the back of your mouth between the palate and the tongue. Yeah, so A, E, A, O, and sometimes Y. <laughs> right, U or I. And there's, there's many variations of the different vowels. Yeah. Um, but those are, are pretty much created at the back of the mouth. So that's the West. You got it. West, correct. Yep. So then, so then with the articulation of consonants where words are actually formulated together, that goes east, which it's That's your lips, right. right? Lips, teeth, and, and tongues. Tongue. Are teeth create, and tongue. Yeah. yeah. So those are creating the consonant sounds. So a lot, of, mm. a lot of people try to squish their vowels and consonants together, which comes forward, which in turn has a, a little bit of a, a domino effect and, mm-hmm. and the larynx comes forward, which creates tension in the vocal cords and that sort of thing. But when you're singing and you're creating that separation of vowel and consonant sound, uh, you get a balance, uh, like a horizontal balance. Mm, like so that. the breath, yeah, the breath and resonance creates a vertical balance. The articulation, the depth and text create a horizontal balance. The, the pitch, the, the vocal cords are in the middle, therefore getting a complete balance in yeah. all four points of the Absolutely. body. So it's kind of like the way the body stands up. I like that you broke it down to four uh, components, which from breath, Thank you. pitch, resonance, and articulation, all that to help you, your body, project your genuine tone, like your genuine That's right. voice, right? That's right. And, uh, and if you're doing this in every four direction, like all the four directions are completely intact and balanced, you have the most authentic voice. And mm. nobody that comes out of my... Anyone that comes out of my room has their own voice. Nobody sounds the same. Love that, and that's yeah. the, that. That is that is the 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 best. Uh, that is the best result. Uh, mm-hmm. When when you when you are a legit vocal coach, you are there to help them bring out the truest self. My job is not to teach somebody how to sing. Everyone knows how to sing. Love that. My job is to teach people how to use their voice. Mm. How does one use the vocal compass to troubleshoot vocal issues? Like, can you give us some examples? That definitely, uh, I find. I mean, depending on and singers, singers will have. I mean, the most typical issues a singer would have is either running out of air or being off pitch, having a raspy voice, or even creating mucus. Mm-hmm. Um, speakers would be the same thing. Is they they would be the lose their voice, be raspy, have a lot of mucus, same thing. So um, a lot of times, so the, the actual vocal compass is based on Newton's third law in physics is every action has an opposite reaction. So if we can pinpoint what's happening, so a lot of air going through the vocal cords or the vocal cords coming together and incorrectly uh, is going to create a tired voice. Mm-hmm. So Generally, if, if there's a tired voice tension, that means like something's crumpled up into a ball. So what we want to do is we want to create the opposite action. 
pulling mm-hmm. apart, right? So depending on the individual, you have to hear them. For me, I don't know if it's a curse or a blessing, but when somebody speaks, I can actually feel exactly what. Do you feel like once you see, once you hear somebody, do, are they leaning on one part of the compass? That Absolutely. Say, okay, let's pull, you, let's pull you away from that part exactly. of the compass. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. And typically when I'm teaching, it's usually there's, there's more in two than the other. So like there's hardly anybody that's ever in balance, but there's always, there's always just a congestion in two of the sections of the compass. Ooh. So and is it actually the same? Do you think it's like uh, somebody's just too, uh, too North sometimes and too West sometimes, or like, like what, what do you find as common issues? As anybody that stuff? uses their head voices a lot is a lot in North and not grounded in breath. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I find that a lot of, uh, and also I'm going to just kind of add this in, but a lot of personality is involved in that as well. I could pretty much tell personality personality of a person if they're too grounded or if they're not grounded enough and that sort of thing. So, but generally we have to always focus on two parts of the compass. A lot of times it's the breath and the West pulling vowels back in the breath connection. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, wow. Like, so in your, in the conclusion of your book, you actually talk about, you know, the importance of a healthy body and mind. And you were just talking about a, a tired voice of some sort, yeah. you know, a, a healthy body and mind equals a healthy voice. Yeah. So can you elaborate on this point, especially as a yoga instructor and level yeah. two Reiki? So like, yes, I, I'm really interested in picking that. Perfect. Um, I studied that a lot, a lot of, you know, health and mental health and Absolutely. mind and body. And there are amazing professionals out there that can help in, in that. Um, but what I can do is I can speak towards how the voice is affected by that. As a vocalist, especially someone such as myself, where I teach, um, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week, and then I gig every weekend. And when I'm singing, I'm doing, I think the general I think most people do three sets of 45 at a gig for three hours. Uh, And I'm singing everything in the key of B flat and up, which is really high. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I I sing every song in its original key, which if you're able to to do that is is always a great thing for the musicians that are playing with you. Um, And I'm not tired at the end of a set or, you know, at the end of of the night is is basically what you want to be able to do. But doing that, when, when I teach when I'm teaching one hour, it's like I'm working for four hours. So I, I put out a lot of energy we'll into see. my lesson. So when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm teaching 15 hours a week, it's like I'm teaching 60 hours a week. Um, just a lot of energy goes into yeah. it. So somebody such as myself has to make sure that I'm sleeping eight hours a week, uh, a night and that I'm eating healthy and I'm giving my body the nutrients. I'm working out. I'm, you know, it's, it's all about balance really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's hard not to have any alcohol because a glass of wine once in a while is nice. <laughs> Tell me about it. Right? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in moderation, right? So mm-hmm. you have to be able to treat your body as if you were an athlete and you're, yes. you're an athlete of, of music and or you're an athlete of keynoting or you're an athlete of being a voice um, professional on radio or such as yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to really pay attention to these things because as soon as as soon as you, you don't do the self-care mm-hmm. one part of your, I mean, if you think about your, your self-care as, as a compass, you're, you're in four points, you're going to miss one of those points and you're going to, you're going to 
break down and, and you're going to mm-hmm. have to fix it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, a lot of times it's, sorry, a lot of times I just want to add this. A lot of yeah. times it's your immunity. Your immune system will, will decrease and you'll get sick. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, this whole, the whole philosophy of the whole vocal compass is actually way past the voice. It's, a lot of it talks about the body. And I, I really mm-hmm. love that you talk about that, especially as, as, as a man that has been meditating for about like five, six years now, mm-hmm. understanding the, the, the importance of mental health, the mindset. And, uh, and that's more than just music in mm-hmm. general. Mindset is so important. And, and mindset, so- I think that's super important. And I'm glad that you brought that up because really you know, looking ahead of yourself is anxiety, looking behind yourself mm-hmm. is, is uh, depression and being in the moment is where you find bliss. So mm-hmm. in meditation, uh, such as what you're talking about, when you're meditating, you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why a lot of, um, you know, health professionals will suggest writing a journal because when you're writing a journal, you are in the moment. You are basically focusing on exactly what's happening at that at any given time. Mm-hmm. and um, being in the moment for a musician or for anybody that's a professional that's using their voice is really important because when you're using it, you're not able to think of, okay, what am I doing and, and what can I do? And is it going to sound like that? And, and, and if, is it going to create this or is it going to create that? Realistically, we have to really train our bodies to be able to be in the moment so that we don't drive ourselves crazy. Absolutely. Um, and, and we want to be able to work our bodies to their optimal health in, in that time. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want the most for our back, right? And then bringing that forth on stage, especially when you have butterflies right before a show and all that, to learn mm-hmm. uh, to calm yourself down, to, to, to see that energy. And I, I really love that you, you put all this in about like 40, 50 pages in the book. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, yep. honestly, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm really happy that you, you came by to tell us all this. And this is like, oh, thank the, you. The vocal compass uh, is something that we even share uh, to some of our friends as well. Like, I recently just shot, saw a show. Uh, uh, it was like a comedy show, and it was actually hilarious because they, they tried to mimic the theme for it. It was like a like a Chinese, the uh, Chinese TV show. So the host I was like in this in this uh, in the suit. There was four contestants. Each of them had like a, a theme song each. But during like like legit like ten minutes into the show, he lost his voice. Like he literally yeah. like was screaming. Yeah. Like of course because yeah. that's the energy he was feeling off the crowd himself. He was excited mm-hmm. and they were everybody was excited. So yeah. as he was screaming, well, he was not conditioned, right? Absolutely. In ten minutes, he he lost his voice, and I was like, "Hey, listen, man, I know a great book." You, it's 50 pages, like something like that. And it's, it's amazing. And you will learn a lot understanding how to. And you gave, you gave him that information, did you? I legit did. I was like, yo, there's a woman named Teresa Cirillo. You got to know. <laughs> You'll have to give me his name so I can follow up with him. This was a comedian, you said? Yeah, he was a comedian and uh, honestly, amazing energy. But I feel like that energy got to his, his, his okay. head. You'll have to he give me like, that name later. Absolutely. Uh, I'll see him soon. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah, no, now, now, you know, and knowing that, that you wrote that and you're also uh, managing a Studio E school of drama and music in yep. Hamilton, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how long has this been like open for? How long has this school so been Studio open? So e, um, Studio E has been open for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had our 10-year anniversary. Amazing. Uh, we've, our, we're in our second location. We have roughly between 500 and 600 students. I, I employ about 22 uh, amazing teachers and administration staff. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we have a preschool program for children um, from 18 months to four years old. Then we have a discovery program, which I've developed for kids between the ages of four and seven. 
Wow. That give them an introduction to any to all the basic music instruments, which are piano, guitar, yeah. usually ukulele, uh, drums, percussion, and voice. So we have that program. That program runs all week. And then we also have our private classes, which include anything, like all instruments from trumpet to flute, to viola, violin, guitar, drums, bass, voice, Amazing. of course. Um, our vocal that's from like 18 is, months all the way to like what? Like... Oh, our oldest like student the- is, I think, 87. Amazing. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have, um, we also have a drama program that's taught by Eric Johnston, which is, uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, a Canadian renowned uh, comedian and actor. Um, we, that runs on Monday evenings. Uh, we are in the Stony Creek area uh, in and around Hamilton. And um, Amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, uh, School of Music and Drama, huh? Amazing. Cool. So like everything that you've already taught in one book to all these workshops and, you know, mm-hmm. what are the plans for the coming year now? So uh, there, there is word about the Vocal Compass second edition. So that Ooh. is happening. Yep. Yeah. So that's on, okay. on the go. That's okay. in process. I'm just, uh, you know, I think it'll just be more information, more pertinent and very, very uh, detailed information. Cause I, like I said, I want, I want the read to be, to be quick and, and simple. I think Absolutely. we need that as musicians and as speakers. Um, I would like to incorporate more of the speaking as opposed to the singing because I'm, I'm teaching a lot of, of professional speakers. Mm-hmm. So that'll be in, involved. Different, um, of course, a different cover and different illustrations are in the works. But before that, I'm, I've actually just signed a contract with uh, GBR Publications, which is the biggest publisher in the world. Amazing. I've been offered a position to write a chapter in a book called Mama's Gotta Work. Mama's got to work. Yeah. So I can't give you any more details than that. No worries. No worries. <laughs> but that is uh, in the works. It's I, like I said, I just signed the contract. So I'll be writing. Uh, of course, uh, I'm a mom. I'm a mother of three. Yeah. And uh, I've had um, a history of, of postpartum depression, having my children along with mental health issues. Yeah. So I'm going to be hopefully helping big, other people. Yeah. That's such a big, big subject nowadays. And honestly, uh, with all this fast paced technology and fast paced interactions, like mm-hmm. we have no, no time to actually uh, take care of ourselves and our mental health, our mindsets, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and, we, we just choose not to, but absolutely. we can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is yeah. very important. Uh, absolutely. Yes, it is. Important. Yeah. That's, I mean, my lessons, if they're, you know, 80 minutes long, I would say about 20 minutes is talking about you know, either uh, how they're feeling, what their bodies are doing and, and the, well, their self-care and wellness. Amazing. So that's new projects. Um, I will be, um, I will be speaking for the uh, music therapy Academy, uh, March 7th. March 7th. Uh, so, okay. Yep. March 7th. I will be doing that. And then of course I'll be at Canadian music week this following year as well. Amazing. And the Canadian Music Week happens every year at the Sheraton Hotel on downtown Toronto in May. Mm-hmm. We picked the mind of Teresa Cerullo today here at Collective 23 uh, podcast, Face the Music podcast. Uh, where can we find you, Teresa? My website is thevocalcompass.com or .ca. Yeah. Cool. Um, that is my website. You can actually get a book from there, but I'm on social media, Teresa Cerullo, at Teresa Cerullo. My name is Teresa Nachita Cerullo. So that's where you can find me on Facebook. Or you can just email me at uh, thevocalcompass at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to personally interact with you. If you want a copy of the book, it is on Amazon. There's a Kindle version awesome. on Amazon. Yeah. DM me any type of issues that you would have vocally. 
just um, let me know. I am, like I said, I have been teaching a lot of fitness professionals. So I'm hoping to head out across Canada to help um, a large uh, fitness chain with their instructors shortly. And uh, just a lot of great things in the works. A lot of great things. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Teresa Cirillo. Awesome vocalist, uh, uh, awesome vocalist, um, great coach, um, teaches a lot about mindset and mindset and especially in the music industry is very, very important, uh, especially if you're a touring musician and doing back-to-back shows every night for like 300 even plus days. Um, mm-hmm. it, health is very important. Um, it is. And, um, and all that. So uh, thank you so much, Teresa Cirillo, for joining us here at Collective 23. Thank you Based for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much for listening to Episode 2, Season 2 of Face the Music Podcast with your host, Zoo from K23.ca. Season 2 is called Coach's Corner, and you just listened to my conversation with vocal coach Teresa Cirillo. This season is called Coach's Corner, where K23.ca picks the minds of coaches in the music industry. In the upcoming episode, we have live production coach Tom Jackson coming, so subscribe now to Face the Music Podcast to stay in the know. See you when I see you.